Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I am Dr. Caroline Leaf, and welcome to another episode of Cleaning Up the Mental Mess, a podcast dedicated to helping you take back control of your mental health and life. Get ready for an amazing episode and one of my favorite interviews ever. In this episode, I interview the incredible Iceman, Wim Hof, on how we can train our minds to overcome any obstacle and literally change the chemistry in our bodies. Wim shares some amazing breathing tips, why we should take cold showers, how he overcame his wife's suicide, and so much more. This is an episode you are going to want to listen to a few times and share with everyone you know. Wim Hof got his nickname, The Iceman, by breaking a number of records related to cold exposure. His feats include climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in shorts, running a half marathon above the Arctic Circle in his bare feet, and standing in a container while covered with ice cubes for more than 112 minutes. He has also achieved 21 Guinness World Records. Having embraced the majestic force of nature, Wim resolved to share his discovery with the rest of the world. He is convinced that everyone can tap into this potential without having to invest the same decades worth of study, travel and daring. And so he developed the Wim Hof Method, a natural path to an optimal state of body and mind. Wim's motto is, what I am capable of, everybody can learn. With his Wim Hof Method, he teaches people from all over the world, including celebrities and professional athletes, to control their bodies and achieve extraordinary things. If you enjoy my podcast and want to know how you can help me continue making them possible, please consider subscribing wherever you listen and leaving a five-star review. And please continue sharing this podcast with friends, family, and on social media. Before we begin this episode, I want to check in with all of you. How are you doing? How are you holding up? At a time like this, it's vital to focus on your mental hygiene and health. Anxiety, stress, worry, fear, all of these can really weaken your immune system and affect how your brain functions. If you find you are struggling with your mental health or you just can't seem to feel happy, then it's time for mind management. It's time to detox your brain. That's where my new 21-day brain detox app called Switch comes in. It's designed to help you find and eliminate the root of whatever is causing your mental distress and help you replace it with a new healthy neural network and habit. It's just five steps that you do each day for 21 days and will take you about 15 to 30 minutes. This is a daily mind management plan to manage your toxic stress. The program has over 30 years of research backing it up and just went through clinical trials again with amazing results. And right now, a three-month subscription is on sale for 50% off. Just go to the switch.app or look for Switch on Your Brain on iTunes or Google Play. The link will also be in the show notes. Wim Hof, what an absolute honor and a thrill to have you talking to me today, being interviewed on my podcast. 
I cannot tell you what a huge fan I am of yours, plus my whole family. They're all so excited that I'm interviewing you. I was first introduced to you by my son-in-law a couple of years back, and I was mentioning to you just before we started the interview, was I was actually in Australia preparing to go and give some neuroscience lectures. My son-in-law said, Caroline, you've got to listen to this Wim Hof. And so I started listening to your sort of what's your TED Talks and listening to you, and I got so distracted. I was ended up listening to you instead of preparing for my conference. Possibly, Caroline. And thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Great. This is going to be a great conversation. Possibly in Australia, you were more relaxed than, you know, we, yeah. that, that's, that's what you get. If you are distracted, you are not engaged with the, the, the possible trigger of stress uh, coming up on uh, being on stage and having to say this. Is it uh, covered? Do you got my subject uh, completely dominated? Uh, is it there? What is the entrance? Uh, what is the way my dress looks like? All those things, they are not there at that moment. So thus, as you say, it, it doesn't create the cell biological stress. And so you get on stage and you are just there. Boom. I was and that that's the way. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the way I always begin when I, I, I get on stage. I just follow my breath and I do that consciously. And uh, with that, I'm like blank. When I go on stage, I'm like a little child. I got no content. I got no charge. I'm just there. And then I feel the, the crowd. Uh, I feel the energy of all the, those humans and it gets into me. And because I'm uh, like in blank, like transparent, like empty, I'm a mirror. And then I, I'm very able to interact with that and to have it like a cold ice bath because that is also stress. A cold ice bath mm. is stress. I've learned to go in without thoughts, just have the body there and let it adapt because the body knows what to do. But you have to let the body do what the body is able to do. And then the stress suddenly is very well uh, adapted to. And you don't feel pain, you do, because pain is a, a messenger that you are interfering with some processes. When we are in immediate danger, then directly there is adrenaline. You don't even feel pain. That's so, amazing. Uh, uh, that is not going on when we interfere in our brain with a deep brain when we need it. Oh. And that, that, that is the problem of nowadays people in the world. They don't, uh, they have disconnected thoroughly and not exercised their neurological pathways to their deep brain at will. And they don't know how to shut up and to let the body do or what the body is capable. And with that, the brain, as you say, and then there is paranoia, then there's panic, then there is fear. And fear then is the message because you are interfering with a possible a perfect adaptation to a stressful situation, answering to the situation. We have disconnected from those areas of the brain. And recently I've shown how to connect with those parts of the brain thought of inaccessible by humans. So we change the paradigm only. We need to do it with a group of people in brain scans, and then we are able the, the professors, they, they, they say after looking in, in, with the brain scan results, 
they say this is a transformational technique that will change mental health care. And well, uh, you know, mental health care that is based on medicines and pills on dependency on exogenous drugs. While we have the innate capacity within us, a possible uh, capacity to tackle stress in any way. With that sense of control, though, we have lost through our comfort zone behavior. All the way our lifestyles, etc., they do not exercise the depth of our brain, and thus we lost the connection. And so, when I go on stage, I'm empty. When I go into the cold water, I'm empty. When I do all these records, I make sure my body is ready and my mind is not interfering. And that is control of the mind. Control of the mind is learning how to let go. And then suddenly you're able to do so much more and you become very confident. That fills your being, your psyche. It's neurology. It's confidence. It's pure neurology. It's the ability uh, to know how to shut up when danger comes in and the body needs to act and adapt uh, to the stressor and inoculate it. Uh, so there we are. That is a great introduction and we're going to unpack all these incredible things that you've said. And, you know, I just, I, I get so excited because I can hear you saying what I've been saying for 38 years, that we can use our mind to control our mind to control our body. And it's something, as you said so clearly, that we have got so, we've actually got so lazy with our thinking that we've adapted and we've got, we think, oh, I can't do it and I can't control this. And we feel controlled by external things. And in the work I do is also in mental health, obviously, because it's when you deal with mind you're dealing with with all the issues related to whether it's a learning disability dementia people it's a, a trauma whatever that's all starting with how am I going to use my mind in the situation how I can't control the events and circumstances but I can control my reactions so I'm so so excited about the work that you're doing because you've taken it from a different angle but to a whole new level so Wim, let's just start at the beginning because most people have heard of you. I mean, for someone who has actually is the hold of over 26 world records and known as the Iceman, and you've gone through so many challenges with your wife's suicide, with people not believing you initially, and now you've got all these scientists backing you. You have the most amazing amount of wisdom besides the technique that you've developed and the and what you've shown we can do with our mind, you have so much wisdom about life as well. So could we start by you just telling us a little bit about yourself that's maybe not in your bio and why you're doing what you do and what motivates you and what got you where you are today? Yes, very nice of you to say that all and very good, Alter. Yeah, in life, I was born in a family of nine, nine children, Catholic parents, and we had very little money when uh, back then. Uh, this is about f 55 years ago, and the times were different, and uh, my father could not work because he had seven hernias mm. uh, in his back, and uh, in those times you, got, you received a very little amount of money just to survive. And there were so many, many children, must be his uh, favorite hobby, occupation, or mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, <laughs> I was part, I was in the middle of that family, wow, uh, it's a big uh, family. number five. Mm -hmm. So four before me and four after. Wow. I was exactly in the middle, middle man. So middle little man. Mm. But I could not learn so good cognitively in the school. And uh, as we were a poor family, the ones who could uh, really good, uh, learn well and good and may have a great result 
were able to go to higher education than university, then get a degree and uh, uh, save us all from this poorness. You know, that, that mm, was the mentality. That was the mentality. So the Yes, the respect was uh, school, 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 results, 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 results. And who's got the best results? We put, put them on a pedal stone. And he's the best, he's the best, he's the best. And that got me suppressed in my youth. So I was down in the yaki. I was there, yeah, come along, wim, uh, wimpy, you're, you're nice, <laughs> okay, but uh, you're not so important. And you don't yeah. get as much attention, attention. as the others. Uh, yes, attention, love, mm. care. You know, you just hop along. Uh, mm. And uh, it's okay. I love my parents. I love my brothers and sisters. I love them all. Mm -hmm. But uh, back then, I, I suffered also. It made me timid. Mm -hmm. made me go uh, being introverted. But then I was one of the, uh, identical twins. Identical twins. I almost died uh, at birth. Mm. Uh, suffocated in the cold of the hole I was being born and my mother uh, invocated oh god let this child live I will make him a missionary here mm. he is wow missionary. exactly the mind yes. amazing and it, and it took, took many years but so many more like yourself Caroline 38 years mm. of believing a one a direction of the power of the mind mm. to be the answer for so many people and so uh, like a treasure and everybody mm. of us but we don't open the the treasure box and we don't dig for the truth of that because uh, the power of the mind will be the future i will get back to that thing is where i came from is long-term belief that uh, that there is more than meets the eye i was part of an identical twin and almost died so I, I was sort of traumatized coming to this world and this really had a big influence on my life though we were identical i was quite different than my twin brother and made me when i was 12 years uh, and maybe i was not into cognitive results uh, too much mm -hmm. but at 12 years i know i knew a lot of hinduism buddhism psychology because that those were my hobbies wow. uh, and then yoga and yoga in those times it was nothing it was strange it was ridiculous moves mm. and breathing techniques now that doesn't exist and it was the time of maharishi mahesh yogi the, who was the first uh, uh, man with a beard coming from the east mm. looking mystical which took my attention mm. and uh, meditation you know twice a day 20 minutes just following a mantra which makes you tranquil within it took it on the the philosophers the mysticism but until 17 years and i had already read a whole lot many books uh, and debated much and philosophized much incredible. when it was yes yes and that is be it's not necessarily because of the cognitive results in the school and all that and or intellectual interest it was ignited through the trauma which mm -hmm. I did not know where it came from because it happened when I was really sort of unconscious. I mean, mm -hmm. I was a little nothing coming out of my mother, mm -hmm. uh, like purple, and uh, almost suffocated in the cold of a hole. Uh, that's, uh, that's the way I came to the world with an mm -hmm. invocation that I was going to be a missionary. You know, for God's sake, I don't know what happened, but that, mm -hmm. that had made 
imprinted uh, my on psych, you. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. it does. As you know, words can, they really have power. Oh, Thoughts yes. really have power. But we have never learned in the school to take that on. Mm. Uh, what I advocating now is to bring it to primary schools that we are able to make our bodies within control, happy, strong, and healthy. Mm. Happy through control of the endocrine system, the hormonal system, that is. Healthy mm. through the control much deeper over the immune system. I will explain all later. Mm. Uh, strength, the control of mitochondrial energy activation of molecules, producing molecules. Mm -hmm. That is power. That is strength. That is energy. Mm. You, you can produce so much more energy, much more deeper control over your health and health systems and absolute control over your hormonal system, which is mood control, control over your mood. We have shown this now in the latest study how to do that. Sorry to interrupt you. This is it's incredible, this information. I just want to reinforce something and, and ask you as well that you talk about your experience as brilliantly as when you were born. And, you know, people often don't realize you are, yes, you were, you can't quite remember that moment, but it embedded in your brain and in every cell of your body. But you took that energy that could have been traumatic and you, and being one of nine children, being the fifth child, a twin, nearly dying at birth, and you channeled that energy into learning about the deeper meaning of life. And from a, from a young age, you were studying philosophy and meditation. And so you learned, and that's the point I want to make, is that mind, I, I always tell people that we use our mind to learn how to manage our mind. It's a learning process. It's a skill that you develop. And that's what you, you're saying as well. It's a skill. It's not just going to be something automatic. We have to train ourselves to tap into the power of what our mind actually has. Exactly. And that it is. And I've done that through intuition, through trauma, and then through feelings like intuition and instinct. Because when you have experienced trauma and you don't know where it is, what it is, etc., then the only thing you can depend on is your feeling. So you, you go intuitively to those areas within yourself to connect with the, uh, those blockages, fears, inhibitions, trauma, mm. and try to solve it, to try to get a conscious control over that. Mm. And that's exactly what you say. And now we found a way how to do it. Bobby. Oh, wait a minute. My, my little son is Aaron. Nundi. Ah, he's beautiful. <laughs> Amazing he is. What a ridiculous, cute little being he is. <laughs> they are so, all so cute. Yeah, we we, oh, we are the protectors of the all the children of the world. Exactly. And that's the way we have to turn ourselves. It's called love. It's a, a exactly. care. And we should be able to guarantee happiness, strength, and health to all our children exactly. in the world. None of them excluded. The mother in, in Baghdad is the same as in New York. They just want prosperity through control. Guaranteed control over the uh, happiness, strength, and health. Exactly. Then the war will subside. The grieving, graving for money and power will subside because a happy man doesn't grave for power. Exactly. Uh, we we lost the ability, and that's what you said. Very nice, very effective, and uh, direct. We have to learn to control the power of our own mind. We are not in control of our uh, mind. And the old scriptures is mm. saying. The, the mind not in control is your worst enemy. If it is in control, it's your greatest ally. Exactly. So uh, 
We should start in the primary school to teach our children to be in control over our immune system, which is the health. And children still got this connection eh, about the mood. They still get this irrational drive to live and to express themselves. We should not be on them. We should teach them how to tap in and to become conscious of their own neurological development. I totally agree with you. Mm, I totally agree with you. We should start young. We shouldn't be waiting until we've hit a crisis in our midlife or something before, or in our 20s or something before we start this. This needs to be a teaching children to manage their mind and mind over body should start, as you say, very early. So now you were telling us about how you were meditating twice a day from the age of 12. And then by the age of 17, you were really like quite experienced in understanding the, the benefits of breathing and meditation. And then how did you get to the Wim Hof method today? How do we track, how do we go from age 17 to where you are today, where you are now scientifically proving that this is a fact? Yes. The breathing was not around then. Eh? It wasn't existent, uh, breathing techniques at mm -hmm. those times. I learned how to breathe through going into cold water. What do you do when you go into cold water? <gasps> you learn to breathe deep. And that mm -hmm. is an automatic reflex to change the biochemistry inside. That's why we take deep inhales is to regain force through biochemical chains. Mm -hmm. And I, I did that in, in cold water, naturally. I did that like 20, 25, 30 breaths. And uh, very soon I was able to prolong my retentions. That means not breathing under the ice for five to seven minutes. That is a, a control through the breath over the chemistry inside the body. Amazing. While even big stress is going on. I mean, stress in the end is cell biological stress mm -hmm. and stress could come from many angles like mental stress, emotional, biological, thermal stress and many other ways of stress. But in the end, it all results in cell biological stress. Mm. And we don't know how to deal with that consciously anymore because we always avoid stress. We live in a comfort zone behavior and our mind is conditioned therein. And thus, at the moment when there is a real, really a danger going on, like now with yeah. the coronavirus, for example, we don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And the economy is flattened, lockdowns everywhere, everybody is scared, nobody knows exactly what to do. I tell you, the damaging effect of the coronavirus is the innate immune system response, mm. the inflammation, the body being flamed, particularly with the coronavirus in the lungs. So, but it is inflammation. And inflammation, when you break it down to chemical symbols, it, it is the interleukin number six, interleukin number eight, mostly, which is causing the inflammation. And we, in 2013, we have shown the first time in science after being injected with an E. coli bacteria, mm -hmm. which is also causing inflammation in the body, to bring down the IL-6, to bring down the IL number eight. I'm trying mm -hmm. to tell the whole world, hey, doctors, wake up. We found a way to dampen, absolutely to suppress the interleukin number six and eight, the inflammation. The inflammatory markers, 
within the body, which is causing the damage in coronavirus. I don't know exactly in, in what stages it all exactly is working, because that normally takes a scientific research. But there is no time. But we did already published in the best of uh, scientific papers, like the PNAS, mm -hmm. and the Nature took it also over, that we got into the autonomic nervous system related to the innate immune system response. That's uh, big. That's uh, big. That's yes. huge. So mm. that that is huge. And they shoot. There is a fire going on. And I say, I got a tank full of water. What do you want me to do? Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. Nobody is answering. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, you know what? We've got an ideal opportunity on this podcast. I have a big following and I know people are, I mean, daily we are putting out support and help for people with the pandemic. And in terms of mind, I do all kinds of mind challenges. So what could you suggest? If I know it's a little bit of our diversification, but in terms of the Wim Hof method and people coping today, what could you, could you walk us through a technique? Could you advise us? And that will be a great way for people to start understanding what you're talking about. And then we can dive into the science of what's happening in the brain and the body as they apply your method would you do that yeah yeah of course what people should do in these times is bring down willfully because when you do breathing techniques it's you who is doing this a zebra is not doing this mm. a monkey is not doing this an elephant doesn't do this we do this because mm. we go into consciously changing the biochemistry in the body by manipulating through breathing techniques the chemistry of the body we mm. are, say, the alchemist. Everybody is an al possible alchemist mm. directly. And mm. so, uh, but keep it simple and keep it straight is put this under your podcast for people to uh, go to our website. There's yes. a free app. There's a free app. I'm working right now to endorse this. I'm working right now with Professor Elisa Ipel from the University of San Francisco. She's a top researcher on the DNA. We are doing research right now with them. And she knows that time now, and she is a DNA researcher. She knows mm -hmm. about inflammation and how it all works on the mm -hmm. genomes and like yourself. Mm -hmm. And she is a top researcher. She works together with the Nobel Prize winner and mm -hmm. on the DNA. They are big time. Wow. So they are working with me and I take any opportunity to bring it out. And mm -hmm. I challenge any doctor and feel it yourself feeling is understanding mm -hmm. follow the protocols of the app the free app on the whimhoffmethod.com and you will feel what i want you to understand then because there is fire going on there's anxiety people don't know what is going on people don't know how to dampen the innate immune response mm -hmm. they don't know how to tackle disease in general they don't know because they lost this connection as we talked over in the beginning already mm -hmm. we lost these connections inside our own brain we actually do not own our own brain because we are never schooled therein exactly. the neurological pathways are not there but they can be there within a half hour Mm. within a half hour hour of training in this and then you feel completely different just mm. use the app in this okay. time you want to bring down anxiety and you want to bring down the innate immune response do you want that then take on the app because it's going to work 
We'll put that in the show notes so people can access that. So there's a basic step-by-step procedure there, a simple one for them to start controlling their immune system through breathing, through the Wim Hof Method. Okay, perfect. That's wonderful. And all of your links will be putting in the show notes so people will be able to access everything that you're doing and the research and everything, which is fantastic. Okay, so maybe we should explain to people what the Wim Hof Method actually is and what are the benefits and how do you, which is related to this question, just like an outline of what it is and how you do it. And then let's dive into the science of the impact of it. So the Wim Hof Method consists of three pillars. Pillar number one is the gradual adaptation to cold. That is vascular training, cardiovascular training. We do through taking a 30-second cold shower and extend it to two to three minutes, and say, in a period of 10 days. That means your vascular system is able to absolutely adapt to that cold within 10 days and optimize, optimize the vascular tone. And with that, the transportation system of ours, of our blood, that is the vascular system, will then be optimized and the blood will run much better through the flexible veins, arteries, and capillaries. Mm -hmm. And with that, comes the millions of little muscles in uh, the vascular system are being stimulated. They work then with the blood flow system. Then the heart rate goes down with 20 to 30 beats a minute, 24 hours a day. That means stress will go away. Stress will, cortisol will be ignited through a high heart rate. And that is constantly there. And that takes a lot of energy and it ignites and activates the sympathetic nervous system, which in the end, uh, we have no energy left anymore mm, because mm. we do not get into restoration, parasympathetic nervous system activity. Thus, body is not getting into rest and rehabilitation of energy and chemical processes. So a cardiovascular workout is a shower between 30 seconds and two and a half minutes. I always say a cold shower a day keeps the doctor away, Mm -hmm. just to keep it simple. That is pillar number one. Mm -hmm. Now, pillar number two is the breathing. Breathing is, uh, everybody breathes, Mm -hmm. but most of us, because we wear clothes, we live in a de-stimulative behavior, and that makes our breathing shallow. If we want it, yes or no, it happens. Mm -hmm. There is no exertion going on, so the breathing becomes shallow because there is no inoculation of stressful environment going on. So it becomes little, like there is peace, but there is not really peace when because your deep breathing also stimulates the neurology, your immune system and all. So when viruses and bacteria come, or you have immune system that doesn't, is not alerted so much because there's never deep breathing going on, then it doesn't detect the cells are not well fed. They are not alerted. They don't react on the incoming bacteria and or viruses. And what we have shown in 2013 to be able to go through deep breathing into the innate immune system response, as well as activating 
the specific immune system, which is a deeper layer of the immune system, which deals with bacteria and virus directly. It doesn't mm -hmm. wait. The bacteria and virus do not need to make the body in fever and inflammation. No, it deals directly at the core, at so the beginning. Are you talking there about the T and the P cells and the bone marrow being released when you access the depth? Exactly. The lymphocytes, ah. neutrophils, leukocytes, the, the T cells, the B cells, all that is going on. We breathe as deep, and that is logical because in the end, the breath goes into the blood and the blood reaches the bone marrow. But when the blood flow is poor, it's not so good, then it's, it, it doesn't go to the outskirts of our body. One of them is the bone marrow. The bone marrow is too far to reach. So the body naturally goes into, hey, let's survive, let's survive. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, just the uh, liver and the, and the heart and the brain and the lungs. Mm -hmm. And uh, we give the blood over there and uh, that's it. And, uh, and the rest is being extradited. Like it's not important, it's sacrificed. It makes our immune system, a specific immune system, like lazy, not dormant. It's, mm. it's, when the blood doesn't reach over there, it is dormant. And so, how it precisely works is a full book we could write upon that because it is a truth. It is a fact. And now deep breathing enables us to get into the T cells, the B cells, the leukocytes, the white cells and the red cells and the, all, all the cells. Isn't that amazing? It's incredible. So if I'm hearing you say, and just for the sake of my listeners, reinforcing what you've said, because it's so incredibly powerful. When we take the most basic physiological function that keeps us alive, which is breathing, which we all do all the time, or you did. If you breathe correctly, if you breathe in such a way where you're actually challenging your body, you're going to push the oxygen right into the bone marrow. And that's going to activate the T and the P cells plus the other cells of the immune system, which wouldn't ordinarily be activated sufficiently for your body to to embrace all the activities of the immune system that are there to help us facilitate healing. So by breathing, you are activating a nat this natural process in your body by deep breathing, not just shallow breathing, not just basic breathing that we've adapted in our, in, in our very comfortable environment, but challenge breathing where you almost like, I think, you know, maybe you can just do it, walk us through a breathing exercise where people can experience the fact that you actually almost have to be out of breath in order to get to this depth of where you challenge the immune system to respond respond in this way. Have I understood that and explained that correctly? Yes. The Nobel Prize is recently uh, has been given to doctors who have shown that hypoxia, like controlled hypoxia, is actually very good against a lot of diseases. It relates to part direct with a lot of immune cells, which are going to work a lot better. And thus, it tackles a lot of problems with a lot of cancers and autoimmune diseases because of hypoxia. Now, what we do in our breathing techniques is to learn people within a half hour. I mean, it doesn't take long. It is an innate possible control which we can have over our chemistry within up till the bone marrow. So uh, take, I would say, take it on, guys. It's there and find out. And please tell me that I'm wrong. But first experience. Do not just talk, because in talking, we don't tackle coronavirus. We, ta we tackle coronavirus by becoming immune, by learning how to trigger the immune system 
so well that we are able to tackle virus and bacteria at the beginning of their incoming. That that would be great, isn't that's, it? That's so great. Yeah. We, we, okay. we have show, we have shown this. But now, Caroline, the deep breathing through these, the free app, everybody can experience. They only have to listen to us. We talk. You as a neuroscientist, yeah. me as an experienced guinea pig through science <laughs> and having done so many world records. I've gone in nature. Nature is my books. Nature, I, I passed my examinations cum laude in, yeah. in nature. And I came back with that knowledge from nature to put it in the books, to change fundamentally science as it is, because it hasn't got the real answers to the pandemics, and there will come more pandemics, and people should learn how to ignite their immune system, their specific immune system, boom, as they are. That is possible. That is what? Two is consciousness. Mm. Now, the neurology of consciousness. This is your third. This is your third pillar, isn't it? The commitment, the consciousness. Is this your third pillar you're talking about? Okay. The, the third pillar. If I'm able and to uh, show in brain scans to activate the deepest part of my brain without breathing techniques, without muscle contraction, then it's done only by thinking, mm-hmm. by setting the mind, learning to set the mind being able to connect with the deepest of my brain consciously and make cold water coming to the skin on my chest, my skin temperature does not go down. That is the power of your mind. Mm. Your power of your mind, when you learn about this, and we can teach this easy. This is what I taught these people within four days in the hospital, how to inoculate bacteria, how to activate the immune system, all at will, through breathing techniques and mindset. People have to learn to understand the new paradigm of, say, the placebo. The placebo Mm -hmm. is the power of the mind, Mm -hmm. but this time, according to Professor Music, who stated that in the new book of Scott Carney, investigative journalist, who had to debunk me, but became a great fan, and he is Mm -hmm. a New York Times bestseller a couple of times, and now he wrote a new book, The Wedge, and in The Wedge, Professor Music states, Wim is a neuroscientist as well as an immunologist and some more titles. But he is a real, I mean, he, he is a real senior in this. And he states in the book, he says, Wim Hof has found the secret of placebo. Mm. That means I know consciously how to use the power of thought to manipulate the body. It is psychology over physiology. And people only have to become aware. Hey, listen. Oh, the first time somebody was running below 10 seconds, next year after, about 10 people were running below 10. It's in the mind. Mm, I can't agree with you more. Oh, totally. You Listen, you're speaking to someone who totally supports you 100%. It is the mind. It, it's, everything starts with the mind. So even the decision to breathe properly, the decision to get into the call, your other pillars, your mind is undergirding all of that because you have to get your mind right to actually be prepared to actually take this leap of faith and get into that cold water, your first pillar, and to do the breathing in the way that you teach. It's, it's a decision of your mind. And then, you've got, then you take your mind to another level with your third pillar. So yes, I'm totally... Totally, 
totally, and that's what my research has been showing, that you use your mind to train your mind, and in that way, you can control your reactions. Absolutely. And the thing is that we know it now, but we have to bring this to the awareness, to the neurology, to the perception, the consciousness of people. So this podcast is going to serve that a lot more people are becoming aware, yes, are aware of a innate capacity of themselves within the mind to be able just by thought to learn to control processes in the body, to inoculate stress, to get a better hold over emotions, over feelings in general, over biology, biological stress through virus and or bacteria, etc., etc., etc. It's a point for contemplation, point for meditation, point for consciously become aware, creating a neurological pathway, strong like a cable. And when you need it, you can use it. And it's amazing how it works. That is the power of the mind. Looking for something productive to do while in quarantine? Well, you know I always recommend making building your brain a part of your routine. Brain building is one of the best ways to improve your mood, cognitive flexibility, boost imagination and creativity, and help reduce anxiety and depression. So, how do you build your brain? Read. And one of the best ways to read and learn and grow is by using Blinkist, my favorite way to get more reading done. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need to know information from thousands of non-fiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book while you clean your house, exercise, or my personal favorite, while you go for walks. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed non-fiction books. All the books you want for all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Dr. Leaf. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash Dr. Leaf to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash Dr. Leaf. The link will be in the show notes. Can you tell us a little bit more about the third pillar? When you talk about the, what are your sort of mind, what are you doing with your commitment pillar, the mind pillar? Just a little bit of an overview. Yes. So when I was in Michigan, in Detroit, to do the brain scans and to do this study where 74 people were not able to do just by the power of their thought, bring down or maintain body temperature at a neutral level while being exposed to cold water on their skin and only being able to use the mind. Nobody was able to do anything. The skin temperature went down when cold water was being exposed to, Mm -hmm. and it went up again when warm water was coming in. So, And then I came in, and when I did nothing with my mind, my skin temperature just went down, and my skin temperature went up when warm water was coming up, coming in again. So, but then day three, 
Day three, I had to show what the Iceman is able to do. Now, really, I had no clue about what I was going or needed to do at day three. But they said, you have to go and now make the difference and show what the Iceman is capable of by using only the mind in the brain scan while being exposed to cold water on your skin. And then I began to think that morning, I was sitting there at half past five and just being, today I have to show different, completely different than all those 74 test subjects who mm -hmm. all show to have no control through the mind over their skin temperature while being exposed to cold water. So I have to show different. Mm. And they told me, I'm the Iceman. What is this? What is this? So I began to contemplate within and to sink in. And I found myself, as suddenly I got the images that I was on Mount Everest in my shorts and I lost the way there was a wide out. I was just in my shorts there, no guide, completely lost. And I had no paranoia. I felt great, actually, like peaceful. Gosh, that's uh, yes, <laughs> like so many more situations of those came to my mind at that moment there in Detroit, looking over Detroit in the morning in January, just before going to university at 10 o'clock to do the brain scans and show the difference. So uh, I had more of those situations experienced coming back to my mind. What was the principle? Set your mind. Set your intention. That's what I always did when I went into nature. And now I did not have to go into nature. I had to go into a very controlled environment with mm -hmm. brain scan, fMRI, in a, a dark room. And there, there, there I am. And there I have to produce what I had produced before in nature. And in nature, I always prepared myself by feeling. Can I do this? This uh, Can I climb Mount Everest in my shorts? And I just felt it. I felt the excitement. And I said, okay, let's do it. And I, I, I did it to the death zone. And it was, I just had a great experience. And 26 of these world records and so many more challenges, always the same setting of the mind. The power, your intention pairs with feeling. When your feeling is okay, you can do it. If I had to ask you, like extreme temperature, cold temperature, and the situation that you were facing going into the fMRI machine and having to reproduce what you'd experienced in nature, that really, what you said there is that you set the intention, you paired it with the feeling, and that's how you actually managed your mental health. Yes, mental Capacity. alertness, as we came together in the beginning already. We have to learn mentally to have a conscious control over our own brain processes. We have to learn that. But that's exactly what I did. And I, I did it so many times before in nature. Now I had to do it here. So through the contemplation, I saw it. I felt it. I felt the connection. Yes, I can do it. I felt it. I felt an immediate relief of all the anxiety. What do we have to do? What did this? What did that? You know, all these thoughts yeah, yeah. that creating anxiety and all that was boom, gone. And I drank coffee. I listened to nice music with my daughter. There we were. We had uh, uh, happy times. I went full confident to the university 
into the brain scan and it began. And then after the session, the doctors, the professors were truly flabbergasted because they never had seen the results coming out. I mean, you, you remember the cognitive results in the school? They were not good. Yeah. This was fabulous. So this, this was is, not this only is, good, this, this was, was transcending science. So now I want, I, wanted, I want you to explain that in a minute, but I just want to quickly circle back before you explain the impact, what they saw from the fMRI in the brain, is you pretty much mastered the art of being uncomfortable. If I hear throughout everything that you are teaching, being cold is uncomfortable, being in a stress situation is uncomfortable. And what you are saying is if we master the art by being consciously aware and realizing that this changes our body, then this is when those shifts will happen. And that's a conscious learned decision to master the art of being comfortable. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. If you learn to let go of thoughts, which is the neocortex, mm -hmm. and this comfort zone behavior, the conscious control of with your insula and being uh, relaxed and this, and there you want to keep the homeostasis, and that's who you are, and that's what, and if it goes up, you don't, ah, no, I, I want to go back, go back, go back. You shelter, or you put on the air conditioning, or you go with the car to a place, whatever, all these things. They uh, uh, have gone so far that we are in the confines of our thoughts, but we haven't learned how to get out of these thought processes because we are too conditioned there and it's too strong. So uh, what I have done is going into the cold and going into the cold is consciously going into a very uncomfortable situation and my body knows that and my brain knows it. And still I do it because I got a hunch there is more than meets the eye. There's more than that. what, what we have learned in, in schools. I want to find it, but I have to break through this conditioned, uh, these conditioned patterns. And that's what I did through going into the cold. The cold does is not a pleasant feeling or so, but you learn how to get into uh, the deepest part of your brain. You learn to get past your thinking brain, your conditioning, you get into areas of the brain and you learn to have neurological pathway connection, uh, which makes you able to ignite it or activate it when unpleasantness is going on. And you can do that through intention. Of course, you can do that through intention. So you, if, if you, if I have to, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I'm just thinking, listening so carefully to what you're saying. And I know a bit of your story because you've gone through, like your wife was battled with depression and committed suicide. Eight stories down. It is a beautiful woman who has four children with me. And she was into uh, manic uh, depression, depression into manic depression, psychosis, uh, and then schizophrenia. She had about seven personalities, according to the psychiatrists. And then they gave her these injections and medicines, etc. And uh, it only worsened, worsened, mm. worsened, worsened. She kissed the children goodbye before jumping down. Nice. That is terror. terror. Terror in the mind. Sheer terror. So then... My heart was broken. Yeah. My heart was fully broken. And Gosh, still, so it had to be. No, it has let. It, it's almost a sacrifice of destiny. I had to meet this woman, and whatever happened, it's destiny. But at those times, I was heartbroken. My dream was scattered. It was all gone. 
I had to be there with little money with four children. Mm. So how deep can you go? Mm. You you got you got to survive for, because you got the children. You got to be energetic. You got to be able to create a new nest and the nest warmth, love and care and the safety. You got to, it's all psychically. I got to be strong. There is no other way. You know, mm. uh, uh, my children made me survive and the cold. Now comes in the cold. The cold learned uh, through the cold, going into cold. Every day, it was the only way to still my mind. Wow. To get out of these thought processes of a broken heart, of this agony of missing. It got me out of there. It stilled my mind. And that saved me. And now I am teaching this to the psychiatry of the world that we have found ways that is able to bring people back into a sense of control while having or depression, manic depression, psychosis, bipolar, schizophrenia, or whatever mental disorder. Those people have lost a sense of control within their own brain. And for those, I tell you, doctors listening, mm. hey, prove me wrong, guys, but I have found a way to give those people a sense of control, a direct sense of control back and that is through the cold adaptation gradual cold adaptation and breathing exercises so from what i'm understanding because i'm totally agree in agreement with you then anti the calling bipolar and all these names calling them a disease saying that it's a, that like it's an it that's controlled you we can use our minds to change this yes we can't deny that these things are very real but we have to realize that this doesn't control us but people that are in those very deep states very real real states because of whatever's happened whatever trauma whatever's going on in their life there's always a cause there's always a story just to tell them just to medicate them is not the answer we have to show them how to get their mind back again and so if i'm hearing you saying is that your your getting in the cold and doing the breathing are very practical, real physical things that you can do that increase the resilience of the body and the brain. And when your brain and your body are in that very high resilience state, that's when you can start dealing with stuff like carrying on being a parent to your four children with dealing with the, the pain that they've gone through with their mom having committed suicide, etc., etc. You triggered your body to get it strong and that enabled you to see how strong your mind was in order to cope. Have I summarized that correctly? Yeah, it's not only resilience. It is actually the natural state of ours should be like meditation. We should not be like twice a day fully in peace with ourselves. Should be all no, day. In, in, yes. Yeah, I agree the, with our, you. Mm. Yes, our natural state should be meditative. I agree with you. Should be peace. Peace when there is peace. Action when there is action. In just, physics, when just, you go in hundred percent action. It's peace. I totally agree with you. This that peace that you're talking about, that's something that I constantly talk about as well. We can't just meditate for 10 minutes and then fall apart the rest of the day and then live for the next meditation. Then you can't just sort of think that go to your therapist once a week, but then what do you do the other six days of the week? You have to be able to control your mind 24-7. So the techniques that I've developed are 
teaching people how to do that. And what you've developed is teaching people how to kickstart that and really maintain that. I mean, it's just absolutely fantastic. As we said in the beginning, we, we have to do some work together because this is outstanding what you've achieved. And we have so many people that do listen. There's a lot of doctors, a lot of physicians, a lot of people in mental health that are listening to this podcast now and, and learning huge amounts from this. And I'm just so excited. But let's quickly look at the impact from the fMRI study that was done and how they saw that your brain was a super brain, like you had turned into this unbelievably brilliant superhuman that we all are. Exactly. So as normal human beings, we should feel super. Super is more than normal. That is the optimized well-being should be within our control. And we have shown that we actually massively are not tapping into the full potentials to be able to tackle mood and disease or inflammation and mental disorders. If we only look at these two, then already what do we need to tap into these seemingly unsolvable matters within the contemporary medical uh, understanding, the depressions and uh, inflammation? only by pills and therapies and whatever therapies, etc. I say we as people, we are able through cold showering, gradual cold adaptation to optimize the cardiovascular system, which provides directly a lot more energy. And it makes our veins and arteries very flexible and, and the heart rate goes down 20, 30 times a minute, 24 hours a day. That's like meditation. That's incredible because you also refer to exactly that does that, but we've got to do that all day long. And and what I love how you say, Wim, that you correctly reference the fact that inflammation is a major underlying cause of disease and that this breathing and this cold adaptation, getting through the uncomfortable, is a way of reducing the inflammation. Absolutely. Uh, inflammation <laughs> is directly related to biological stress. And that deregulates the immune system, causing inflammation. Because we breathe shallow, we have a constant presence of acidity in our lymphatic system. And the lymphatic system mm. is like a garbage system. It's fluid. It In the end, it chronically, when it gets there chronically, most of the people, it is so, it gets back into the system and creates deregulation through inflammation, mm. through these coupling proteins, etc. But that is because of the low acidity coming back in the end into our system on a chronic basis. Mm. And for that, we got these breathing techniques to purify just within 20 minutes, we have shown in the university to spike the alkalinity within our blood and reset the body to bring about epinephrine, and that resets the body. Like being in a very dangerous moment, adrenaline or epinephrine comes in, shoot, and resets your body to the utmost functionality. Now, we, we have lost this ability because we never seek those dangerous so-called moments, but we can create it, mimic it through these breathing techniques. That's incredible that... People can actually mimic that. Sorry to interrupt you, but this is, I don't think people can hear the profoundness of what you've just said. You can actually mimic that state where your body will actually release the epinephrine and reset itself so that you can actually be stronger in your mind, literally. Absolutely. I mean, your body becomes a vessel you can use through your mind. That is the logic. 
our mind is the cockpit and we should mm-hmm. be in, in control over the buttons. But if the electrical systems do not work well because the biochemistry is not right, because there's blockages and fears and inhibitions going on, then it doesn't work. And you don't learn how to push the buttons anymore because, you know, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So we have never learned how to purify the body to make it a vessel we can use through our mind. Now, listen to this. They have done a comparison between our study, wherein we activated the adrenaline to an amount, comparing it to another study where they study people going for the first time into a bungee jump. Mm. So the amount of adrenaline going when you, for the first time, go into a bungee jump Mm -hmm. was as much as the one we did with the breathing exercises, lying in bed, receiving the wow. injection with the E. coli bacteria. So the E. coli bacteria had no chance against that shock of adrenaline yeah. caused by these breathing techniques. Mm, you see? That's and amazing. That, that, that shows that we are in control over virus and bacteria or inflammation anytime. We only have to learn to breathe deeply and manipulate our biochemistry, reset it, and, and then we cu- are in control. And then we couple that with the mind. So it's a three-pillar thing. People need to remember that it's the three-pillar, the, the breathing and the uncomfortableness of the cold, and then also the mind, the mind setting and getting in touch with your feeling. Then please talk about, I'm so excited about the fMRI results. Talk a little bit about that for me, what they saw in your brain when you did that in Chicago. Normal people, 74 people before me were doing the same. Yeah. And they all showed highly activated the prefrontal cortex, mm-hmm. the our say conscious brain. brain. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the insula very low while mm-hmm. being exposed to cold water. This is logical. When warm comes on, the insula begins to work again and the prefrontal cortex begins to go uh, lower. But they did not see something else relevant, robustly activated. And then in my case, they saw the prefrontal cortex very little activated while being exposed to cold water. The insula was not really at work. But what was really at work, because I just felt okay, was the periaqueductal gray Mm. hemisphere which is the deepest part of mm-hmm. our brain, the most primitive part of the brain stem. Mm-hmm. It is the lizard brain, the reptilian brain, the crocodile mm-hmm. brain, the, the brain stem, the, the reactive brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I made that work through the intention. And then they saw the results of the skin temperature. Skin temperature rose with one degree and it stayed over the air while being exposed to ice water, and then for seven minutes, then going away again, warm water, seven minutes, cold water again, no difference in skin temperature. I had risen before through the power of intent, the skin temperature with one degree, and it stayed over there. That's the mind over matter. And it is not only about cold, Caroline, Mm. it's about learning through the mind Mm. how to deal with stress. Mm. And stress 
A cold is one stress. Heat can be a stressor. Mm -hmm. Bacteria, virus can be a stressor. Emotions can be a stress. Mental stress, mm -hmm. pressure stress, etc. So we have the innate capacity to mentally tackle by the power of intention stress that will come in the future to us. We That's have to so learn to connect. It's so it's so brilliant. You know, this research, the clinical trial that I'm actually just we finished in December in January and I'm busy now with my team and we're analyzing and what we're seeing is you know, I'm, I'm hearing you say this and I have to control myself because I'm getting very excited. Because thirty eight years ago I developed a theory or nearly thirty five years ago I developed a theory on the non conscious mind, which is deeper than the subconscious, which is the conscious is when you're awake, the non conscious is awake twenty four seven. The conscious mind's only awake when you're awake. So the non conscious mind is this powerful, innate, intelligent driving force of who we are, where the power resides. And I've always speculated and I was challenged in all the years by a lot of the professors, a lot of scientists, and I've been working for 38 years to show this, that the, when you tap into that non-conscious mind, you're going to change the way that you function. And it's through deep intentional thinking and it's through a constructive process of learning how to do it. And the, my most recent clinical, now here you're saying all this and you're saying the same thing in a different way, just with different techniques. And I see we use QEEG, we didn't use fMRI, but we use QEEG and we also did blood measures, cortisol, ACTH, various, we also looked at the telomeres. I know you've done some work. Uh, some of the scientists have done some work with the DNA and the telomeres with you as well. And what we're seeing is those people that really intentionally do what you've just described, when they really intentionally tap into the depth of their non-conscious mind, when you activate like the PAG, this deepest part of your brain, when you tap into those parts of your brain, that is when we see the shift happening. And the, 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 the response in the brain and the response in people's lives is phenomenal. So, I mean, I agree. I, I back up every single thing that you're saying and you backing up what I'm saying. Literally, it's absolutely fantastic. And, and I just want to thank you for push, pushing through and pursuing what you have and in the way that you have done. Wow, that is like music to my ears, Caroline. <laughs> well, what you say very, is music to mine. <laughs> yes, that's so we are listening to a very great classical, phenomenal, divinated music coming in, and we want to translate it so everybody is able to hear. Exactly. So here's here's my suggestion. I want to continue a part two. Maybe in part two, we have to go in more into have you think also about a possible study we can do to show that we are able to tap into consciously into the deepest of our brain and to go past our conditioning. How does the immune system relate? The specific, the activation, which is needed now, activation of the immune system consciously done. How does that look like in the inside of the brain? I think it is directly related to the endocannabinoid system and hypothalamus, pituitary gland, adrenal glands and all. But we have to show it in brain scans because people, they don't realize that we actually in 2013 have fundamentally changed a medical science, the perspectives of medical science by showing that we are able to tap into the autonomic nervous system deeply anytime by anybody very accessible and very effective and it's done by the mind and the breathing but in the end it should be part of our controlled system of daily life i totally agree with you 
Totally get it with you. And what I love about your work is that you are actually facilitating this process because sometimes mind work, even though we're always using our mind, it's sometimes really hard when you're stuck in that in that hamster wheel cycle of toxicity and toxic thinking. It's hard to kind of break that cycle. So the exercise, the way you teach breathing and the and the immersion in the cold are fantastic physical ways, very powerful that shift your ability to start using your mind in more effective ways. So it's, it's, you're using the physical to enhance the mental, but you're using the mental to enhance the physical and it all works together, which is so powerful. What I think is it's very important is, is using technology like QEEG, which is what we use in, in our studies, along with fMRI. Not only do you just see the structural change, but you see activation real time. So for example, I could even predict in, in your brain if we had to actually scan your brain using a QEEG, we would see tremendous amounts of gamma activity, which is a wave that flows from the front to the back of the brain, an energy wave. Your brain's generating energy. So the QEEG is picking up the energy, whereas the fMRI is looking at the blood flow and also energy in a different way. So it's two different ways of looking at the activity of the brain. So that firing that they saw where the prefrontal cortex dropped down in activity and calmed down, we would probably see a pattern of increased alpha in that part of the brain, which means that your brain is calm so that you can learn and you can get into the depths of your brain. So we would see high levels of gamma, which shows that you're learning and integrating. And we would see high levels of what we call the theta wave and delta wave, which means that you're tapping into the deepest part of you. And this is what I saw in my studies currently in my clinical trials. Those people that really set their intention were determined to get in touch with their feelings, just like you said, they were showing those kind of patterns. The others that were just letting their minds just run like a mock and just kind of almost not embrace the discomfort, but just kind of run with it instead of embracing and stopping and managing. Their brains went into, I mean, they went crazy. I actually called it a coronavirus brain just for the want of of describing the brain, but there was just this high beta, everything instead of the gamma activity flowing like a wave on a beach where it builds and then crashes and builds and crashes. That's good. What was happening, it was flowing like a waterfall where it was just this pounding activity and then you can't think straight either. And through mind management, you can change and you can shift that. And that's what you're talking about. I mean, you, you your your scientific research studies are doing it with all the, the blood assays, looking at your immune system, looking at the fMRI. I mean, this is real. What, what we are saying here for the listeners is what women are saying here is that we have incredible power in our minds, incredible ability. It doesn't mean life is going to be a walk in the park. As you've heard, when when we went through a lot of stuff, I've gone through a lot of stuff. All of us have a story. We're not saying that it's going to be a walk in the park and suddenly life is full of roses. Absolutely not. Life is going to be tough still because events and things happen, but your ability to manage through them, that is what we're talking about. That can change. When would you like to add to that? Absolutely. You're going to be able to stay in the eye of the hurricane, of the tornado. And there is the peace while everything is going on. Life will continue in all its beauty and all its aggression, all its irrationality. But you are just watching it. And then suddenly you get power over it. I just want to show a threshold of the power of our mind being able to get within our control. Mm. And what you do with it, you better treat life with love and exactly. understand what the, what, what the soul is. That I leave up to you. This is a non-dogmatic insight and technique that will lead up to your control of your own mind. That That's what we want to give to the people. Mm. And for those who have malintent, 
they very soon will learn that happiness is related to love and care. And there it is. And then you are content. You are okay. You don't need to accumulate somebody else's property or expand your terrain or make more money and all those things. It's uh, much related to the mind and the tactics, etc. Love is a deeper part of the brain. And mm. I like to be there. I like mm, to be there. Mm, I totally agree with you. I, I love that. Love is the deeper part of the brain. It's, and the quantum physicists are talking about this now as well. I had a very interesting conversation with someone who's working in that arena as well and talking about how we actually, on a quantum level, we can pick up these waves of energy and they love waves. The deepest part of us is love. You know, so what you're saying is you're tapping into you, your methods are tapping into that resource of, of the love within us. If, if I may, I want to ask you, because I know you started doing some work and we're going to definitely do a part two, but I want to slip in two quick questions and I don't know how quickly you can answer them, even if we start them now and can pick up at another time. But how much of your ability do you think is based on your training and how much on your DNA? It's very simple. I got an identical twin. So he is not able to do what I do. Mm -hmm. And that's because I trained it. I trained it. Like the beginning of our conversation, you can have the same type of DNA going on in the brain and the capacities and the neurology. But if you don't train it, you stay behind. That is absolutely brilliant. I'm so pleased you said that, that answer because for years I've been teaching a concept called the I factor. You, you and I both know there's been the debate over nature and nurture for years and it's been a kind of a ridiculous debate because obviously it's nature plus nurture but there's a thing driving it and that is you, your I factor. I call it the I factor, our mind, our choice and that's exactly what you've just said now. You've chosen to use your mind and to train your mind, to train your body. Now is your twin, has he, has he learned how to use this method? Because one of your brothers is able to do this now to a certain extent. Is that correct? Yes. I taught him all what I know, but I have been some longer time within this all. I've learned a lot of literature. I met a lot of professors, a lot of doctors, and, you know, I did my schooling. Yes, you've done your schooling. You've done your, you've done your homework. So is your twin brother doing this method now? Absolutely. And he, he enjoys it very much now. And yeah, they love it. And your other siblings as well? They do. That's incredible. Well, Wim, I, I'm so enthralled by our conversation and I'm so excited that we're going to do a part two <laughs> and probably a part three and part four. And I would just want to thank you for how you take study. Yes, and a study, do research. I mean, that's probably the most important thing. And you and I are going to jump on a separate call and start planning that because that is essential. And I want to thank you for your hard work, for how you've taken tragedy in your life and you've turned that into something that can shift the world. And, you know, your objective is to get us in touch with our inner nature, which is love, and to use that power in a constructive and healthy way, which is what it means to be human in the first place. So I just want to thank you for what you're doing. And I want to thank you for taking the time for me with me today. It's been an incredible discussion fascinating and wonderful it is and you have to thank yourself too because all the words are also addressing yourself so i thank you also very much and i see a very fertile new soil coming up with so many possible ideas flourishing coming out shooting up i see it it's springtime <laughs> i love that it's springtime well thank you so much I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. 
and follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leith. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.